weekly travel program, Jet Sitting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to mltcarhireandtours.co.za for their full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. Are you looking for a highly professional established vehicle rental service and shuttle service where client satisfaction is a priority? Look no further. MLT Car Hire is committed to delivering quality low mileage vehicles to suit your budget. MLT Car Hire also specializes in mini and long leases for individuals and corporates as well as staff transport and airport transfers with offices at the airport and in the Helderberg area. We are proud members of SATSA, Fedhaza, and Cape Town Tourism. MLT Car Hire delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to MLT Car Hire and Tours for our full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. We're chatting this afternoon with somebody who has an industrial psychology degree, and I don't know how well that prepares you for a, a career in wine, food, and travel, except that it must have something to do with mental wellness and resilience, as we have experienced in the tourism sector over the last two and a half years. Joining us this afternoon is Jean-Arette Momberg, who comes with 31 years of experience in the Stellenbosch wine and tourism sector. She is known as a leader, an innovative thinker, and someone with the ability to build mutually rewarding relationships. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, Jeanette. Thank you so much, uh, Janet, and thank you very much for having me. Looking forward to share our beautiful town with your listeners. Uh, we, have, we are fans already, and I'm sure many of our listeners are, but it's always good to get the inside track, so we're very pleased to have you with us. Now, Jeanette, you... Um, have a role within the Visit Stellenbosch um, sector, and you are currently the CEO of Visit Stellenbosch, but you've also served on the board of Stellenbosch Wine Route, Stellenbosch 360, and interestingly, the Stellenbosch Ratepayers Association for many, many years. And I'm sure that all of this collective experience has prepared you for your role as the CEO of Visit Stellenbosch. And I can tell our listeners, there are some pretty exciting things happening in Stellenbosch. Of course, I'm not the expert, Jeanette is. So over to you, Jeanette. Thank you very much, thanks. Yes, so, so we're always busy with some kind of campaign. We are just nearing the end of a very super exciting one, which we called Stay Stellenbosch. So, um, visitors to Stellenbosch, staying in our beautiful um, accommodation establishments, could earn vouchers um, to the value of 20% of their accommodation stay, which they could then use um, either at a, um, a restaurant or a winery or um, even or an experience or even book accommodation for, for their next stay. Um, this campaign is uh, coming to an end. Um, uh, tomorrow would be the, the actual last day. Um, but this would be, um, this was a build-up on, on a similar campaign that we ran during COVID, um, where we focused on restaurants. Um, and this is um, definitely a, a one um, in a series of, of Stellenbachs, as we call it, um, 
campaigns. Um, so that is in terms of, of campaigns. But um, we, oh, and then very right, exciting. Can I ask mm-hmm. you to just give us a little bit of background about what Visit Stellenbosch actually does? Oh, most certainly. So, so Visit Stellenbosch is the official destination marketing organization of our beautiful town. Um, so we have to make sure that um, all the different sectors are uh, working together and that we present the best possible town to our visitors and to our guests that we um, possibly can. Um, and, um, of course, uh, wine, um, uh, food, uh, experiences, uh, accommodation, all these different sectors working together. And, and then also, apart from the leisure tourism side, we, of course, um, have a very serious business um, tourism offering in Stellenbosch, being um, so closely associated with the Stellenbosch um, University. Uh, so we have the mandate from the Stellenbosch Municipality, who is also our uh, major funder, to um, uh, carry out the, man- the tourism mandate in, in Stellenbosch. Thank you, Jean-Arette. So lots of exciting campaigns. Your role has been um, to really bring all of the players together. And I've been seeing some very interesting campaigns that you've been rolling out, but lots of dialogue between the various product offerings. Tell me, what is your role um, achieved in terms of your mandate to rally all of these products together, present a comprehensive service offering. What has that been like for you? Yeah, that's where this, uh, the industrial psychology came in very handy. <laughs> well, um, yes, yeah, so, so first of all, for, you know, for many years, the, the, the stakeholders were, were very uh, fragmented, the different sectors. Um, I can believe that. <laughs> but um, so, so one of the, the I mean, if, if, if one can say there's a, a positive spin on, on COVID, but, but that really, because our organization only started in, in August of uh, 2019. So we only had a few months and, and then COVID hit. Um, and that was the time when, when um, our members and, and, and throughout the, the uh, tourism industry in South Africa, people realized that this storm, you, you cannot weather on your own. You, you really need um, people um, to be close to you, um, even even it even if it was just for for emotional support. So we found that that we could actually fast track this this whole effort that that we've had to to unify our our tourism industry in in Stellenbosch, and and now we we are really so much um, singing from the from the same hymn sheet. When when the one sector moves, the other move with uh, with that particular sector, um, and 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 we see that all the time. Uh, so coming up is our is our garden town um, uh, that we are hosting uh, twenty to thirty October, and there again, um, so it's it's a lot of outdoor activity, but restaurants, accommodation, wineries, experience, all of them work together to make something like Garden Town a success. That sounds wonderful, Jeanette. You know, we chatted to Farmer Angus a couple of shows ago and uh, the whole farm-to-table, locally grown, uh, locally produced, locally enjoyed concept is definitely something that is a focus for the tourism sector. And I'm loving that, uh, you know, there's this whole Garden Town. I'll certainly be visiting during that time. But 
the the name Stellenbosch is really synonymous with the wine industry, and one thinks classic Cape Dutch architecture. There's a lot of experimentation and a lot of experimental estates in the Stellenbosch area. How are you melding the old and the new? Yes, yeah, so so the one thing that that I've soon realised after I've taken office was that, um, and 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 people often say that to me, wow, you have such a, a wonderful job. Um, promoting, selling such a beautiful destination. And yes, I absolutely agree. It is fantastic. But it's not an easy job. And and the reason is because we've got such a plethora of offerings in, in Stellenbosch across different um, uh, categories. So when people find it difficult to navigate through, through everything we have on offer in Stellenbosch, they tend to go to what they know and 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 as you rightly um pointed out um wineries wine um which of course is is what Stellenbosch is mostly about but not not all um and and yes within the the wine sector the the offering is is so diverse we have the the old um, family traditional wine farms, but we also have the modern state-of-the-art um, cellars with a, a complete contemporary offering. Um, and, and that makes Stellenbosch so interesting um, when uh, a guest one wants to, to explore the, the wine scene. There's really something for everyone to do and taste. <laughs> Absolutely have to agree. I think one can only eat one's way and drink one's way through Stellenbosch. So whether it's gelato or Turkish coffee or wanting to find that special ostrich leather bag or uh, just looking for a museum that's going to amuse and interest the kids in the toy and miniature museum, I think there's lots and lots of offerings in Stellenbosch which can delight the um, taste buds and the senses for sure. Absolutely. And um, what was very interesting after COVID, the, the number of re- restaurants that opened up in Stellenbosch, uh, we are firmly positioned as the culinary capital of South Africa um, with a great um, offering, food offering, not only in town, but also on the wine farms. Um, and then our, our wine bars, uh, we've got something like 14 wine bars in Stellenbosch. Um, and uh, yes, so there's an exciting wine bar safari walk in Stellenbosch that one can undertake and uh, explore the wine bars while you um, learn more about the, the history of uh, the beautiful town, the architecture. Um, yes, so a great combination. It sounds like uh, Visit Stellenbosch continues to innovate, generate. I love the idea of the wine bar because one usually thinks of beer when one thinks of bars. And uh, it's great that, you know, you can traipse your way along and definitely not do all 14 in one visit, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in, in bite-sized, uh, manageable chunks. Now, I have to ask the question, Jeanette, you live in Stellenbosch, correct? That's right, I do. I have the privilege of living, uh, living on a Genere- wine farm to ask what is your favorite thing to do okay well, so you're, you're the envy of a lot of us here yeah. who are in the urban jungle <laughs> so um, so i'm asking what is your favorite thing to do when you wake up on a weekend so i always um 
tell um, people that, you know, the, the, the members of Visit Stellenbosch, um, of which we have just close to 300, um, they are like my children. I'm not supposed to have any favorites, but there are some of those that I've uh, loved the longest. Um, but one of my real, real favorite things to do is to, to visit the Dylan Lewis Sculpture Garden, uh, which is an absolute fantastic, Fantastic, superb experience, um, and the wonderful thing. So it's it's Dylan Lewis, who's a, is a well-known um, um, sculptor, and he's got these enormous big um, sculptures in in a garden. Um, and you, every time I visit, um, it's different because it it really depends on the on the weather and on the season. Um, it gives you a different experience uh, every time, so that is is a lovely thing to start off uh, on a on a on a Saturday morning. Then go to one of our beautiful markets. The Blauklippen Market is is one of my favourites, um, and then go somewhere for a for a lunch. Um, and the 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 um, selection it's just so difficult to choose. So it can either be a, a, a nice bistro lunch in town or it can be, can be a boozy long lunch on a wine farm um, and then what I love doing on a Sunday morning is to go for a proper hike there are so many hiking options in in Stellenbosch um, and not only and it can be different themes so there are wine hikes um, and and of course the the historical hikes that that I, I talked about um, a, the beautiful Jonkershoek hike which is a more serious hike um, so it's also these different valleys in in Stellenbosch um, that that one can uh, that one can explore through hiking. But then those that who, I'm not a biker, but but there are so many or a cyclist rather, um, there are so many biking experience um, e bikes um, or uh, non motorized bikes, which is uh, really exciting for for people to to explore Stellenbosch. Thank you for sharing your top places to visit in Stellenbosch, Donorate. It's been most entertaining and interesting chatting to you. You've certainly excited us about where to go this weekend. And uh, we look forward to hearing more about your various campaigns as you roll them out. All the best, Donorate, and thank you for joining us on Jet Setting with Janet. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. We look forward to welcoming you in Stellenbosch. Wonderful. Thank you, Jeanrette. Kunjani is the latest addition to the Butler Ray Hill subroute of Stellenbosch in South Africa. Paul Bath and Pierre Watermeyer, a husband and wife team, are the co-owners of Kunjani Wine, and they've created quite an interesting contemporary and soulful establishment that reflects the cross-cultural and certainly cross-continental influences that is the crux of their love story and the crux of their business in the Cape Winelands. It's the place where good, good food, fine wine and luxurious accommodation comes together to truly respect, re reflect the good life and all things that bring passion and understanding to this interesting spot. Kunjani means, hi, how are you? And it's a colloquial way to greet in South Africa and it's usually the way a great friendship starts with a nod of the head and a simple word, Kunjani. It's often the start of a great friendship and a good conversation. Joining us this afternoon is Pierre Watermeyer of Kunjani Wines. Good afternoon, Pierre, and welcome to Jet Setting with Janet. Hello, Janet. How are you? 
I'm doing very well, Pierre. I had a great experience at Kunjani. I didn't even know that you have this whole interesting range of body and beauty products. I was really quite impressed. And, you know, the smellies always make us girls happy. So I spent a little bit of time in your shop downstairs. Um, but we're not talking just about that today. You're here to talk to us about Kunjani wines. Yes. So, Pierre, this sounds like a love story that made a wine estate. Am I, tr- am I right in assuming that? <laughs> yes, it is, Janet. Yeah, it is. It's come, become, uh, we've been together for 11 years. Kunjani is celebrating its birthday, fifth birthday now in November. And um, Paul and I met yeah, 11 years ago at his uh, niece's wedding here in South Africa. And sitting next to each other, he couldn't speak a word of English and I couldn't speak a word of German other than, hello, how are you? And hello, V Gates. Mm-hmm. But um, good wine and lots of nice music and dancing um, ensured that we really had a fabulous evening together. And um, that led Paul later on to invite me to Germany to attend his 50th birthday party. And um, fabulous, yeah. And so our, our story began like that with the greeting. And um, when he wanted to be in a relationship with me, I actually kind of said, "No, I'm not going to." No, do- I don't understand what you say. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. How but- did he get the message across? Please do tell. The minute he went back to Germany, he put CDs in his car and started learning to speak English. And um, between us, we had a little German-English dictionary. So it was quite a long time before, well, we could operate Google. I mean, all the youngsters could do it ages before, but we weren't there. And we used a little English dictionary, German dictionary. And so when I'd look at him with a funny face, he would stop and, and look up what he was talking about and then pass the dictionary to me and I would say, oh, okay, now I understand what you're saying. Ah. <laughs> you so it was really quite a challenge in the beginning, but you know, no, long distance was not for me. And um, he then said to me, so what would be the most time apart? So I said, well, one month. And um, Paul then changed his whole lifestyle from a workaholic working six days a week um, two weeks holiday a year. He uh, got his daughter involved in running the company and put two uh, partners in and changed his whole life and ended up coming to Kundani. It took five years for him to, to live here um, permanently, but he used to come out every single month faithfully as promised the day I said on those terms I would, I'd, I'd happily be in a relationship with him. Pia, that is a beautiful story, and I take my hat off to you. You are an incredibly powerful woman to be able to make this man completely change his lifestyle and follow you to Kunjani. I mean, what a beautiful story. <laughs> yeah, no, it is, a, it is a really, really lovely story. So cute. It's so cute. So I have a follow-on question, right? 11 years later, do you use the excuse of not understanding what he's saying when you want to get out of arguments? Um, I have to use that excuse every now and again. I'm kind of like, excuse me, what did you say? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're a clever girl in all senses of the word then, Pia. Well done on that. Now, you've told us the story about the romance with Paul. Tell us about the story of Kunjani. How did that come about? 
Right. So I used to live in Paul and, and Paul visited, as I said, once a month. And we used to go and have lunches and dinners and lunches and dinners. And really, I needed to get on with my life. You know, I needed to work. I needed to, well, it just got a bit boring, to be frank. And um, he was also a bit bored. And Paul's roots are, were originally in wine with his father growing up as a youngster in the Rheingau region. And um, so he wanted to go back to his roots. And um, so we thought, well, let's look for a small little vineyard that he can keep himself busy in, which is what we did. We found this small little place here in, on the outskirts of Stellenbosch. And it wasn't very long, and Paul got bored and said, well, actually, I'd like to do a wine tasting um, and, and put up a facility. And so what started off to be something small ended up being what Kunjani is today, which is really not very small. It was meant to be wine tasting only, but we certainly have a lovely restaurant. And, um, yeah, and so we, we've really evolved into a brand, uh, a restaurant with its own wine brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And well, we- the morning that I was there, I must tell you, Pia, I had breakfast and there's a bread that the chef does, which reminded me of the bread that my mom did. You know, we didn't have toasters growing up <laughs> and um, my mom would do things on a primus, primus stove, hey? Yeah, uh, I'm talking about many, many moons ago. And she made this makeshift toaster out of a wire hanger and she'd place it on top of the primer stove and then she would uh, turn the bread over and there we got you know a fresh blob of butter on this primer stove and then as things progressed uh, she would do toast literally on what is called a tava. A tava is an Indian frying pan basically and uh, it's a single handle thing and it's done in cast iron and uh, she, obviously she would make this toast with butter, which is the most delicious thing. And when I came to have breakfast, here yeah, the chef presented me this toast. Did he tell you that I asked for more? Oh, no, <laughs> because it was the taste of my childhood. And the food was exceptional. You know, breakfast it was, was so beautifully done. Everything was fresh. It felt like it had been picked this morning and... Uh, it was just amazing. So besides the, the childhood memory, it was just the amount of care that was taken into into producing this simple breakfast, which was phenomenal. Uh, and then, of course, we got to taste the wine, which is another story. But um, I just felt that I had to share with you the experience of our meal with you. Oh, thank you. And it's there's nothing nicer than childhood memories you know, it's often based on smells and, and tastes and what have you. So I'm very pleased that Kunjani could bring that back to you. Yes, for sure. It was wonderful. And then what I found very interesting, because you had some guests on the day. I mean, people felt really comfortable at home. Um, and then you had people who arrived specifically for lunch, which doesn't normally happen on a wine estate. So when you say you're a, a, a restaurant that, that became a wine estate, you know, sort of reversedly. Um, I, I can so get that because people had come specifically for the food, not not to taste wine and then buy the buy order food. Exactly, exactly. But they could, of course, do that in the form of of platters. So it's not only 
um, a beautiful a la carte uh, menu that we have. We also serve your um, cheese and meat platters along then with wines. So you can then lounge on couches or whatever. So it's sort of a, a mixture of everything and catering for a lot of different needs, both locally and internationally. Absolutely. I saw that. And then it was very early in the morning and I was asked, would I like to do a wine tasting? And I said, yes, because I didn't want to do a disservice to the Kunjani brand. And I had the most amazing bottle of uh, glass of bubbles with my breakfast. So it was, it was really very special. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's wonderful to hear, Janet. Yes. So a little bit, we've heard a little bit about the food. Please do tell us about the wine, Pia. Okay, so we've got an offering of um, of six wines. We do a Sauvignon Blanc and a and a Chenin Blanc, uh, sourced from dif- different region- regions. So we don't actually produce our own white wines or rosé. Um, our rosé and our Sauvignon Blanc come from cooler climates, and we've got one specific winery there that um, makes the wine specifically for us and then our Shannon is from locally here from the Bottleray Hills um, warmer climate and then we've got three red wines beautiful wines the Shiraz vineyards is what you are set in when you're sitting at Kunjani wines and over the hill we've got um, I can't claim it as our own but a very good friend who's a um, doctor without borders and never home other than to enjoy wine. So we look after his vineyards as we would our own. And um, the exchange is is wine at the end of the day, and that's Merlot and Cabernet. So oh, we've got fabulous. The, the offering of the six wines, yeah. Sounds wonderful, Pia. So for our listeners who are wanting to head out to Kunjani, what can they expect in their experience? Well, we've got three rules here, Janet. They're very important ones. You need to come hungry, thirsty, and have a very good sense of humor. So if you have have those, your day is set to be um, a fabulous day. And um, yeah, we, as I say, we do the, we do the breakfasts, we do our lunches, um, we've got platters. On the weekends, we do pizzas as well. So we very much cater to our local markets for that. And um, yeah, they come out and it's a relaxing, beautiful time on the decks. The views are beautiful. And all our staff are, are fabulous. They're very much individuals, but they love Kunjani and that shows in the way they greet people, the way they serve people, and just generally the fun that we have at Kunjani. So I like to call ourselves fun diners, not fine dining. It's fun dining. <laughs> but you do get a very nice bowl of food. <laughs> I love it. Now, Pia, I cannot, I think I will be just doing you a disservice if I didn't ask about your range of products. Please tell us about that. Oh, thank you, Janet. Right, so during lockdown, I I set each of us a challenge who were in the house in lockdown to say, well, what are we going to get out of this and what are we going to learn? And um, I bought a camera from a family that was in distress at the time. And then I thought, well, what am I going to do with this camera? And um, so I then, during lockdown, went and did a photography course online and did an art photography course. And um, I've been making my own skincare for myself and my family um, for many, many years, close to 20 years. And so I decided to finally 
ramp it up into something that I can um, produce for as a marketable product. And so the packaging, the outside packaging is my, um, my own artwork. And um, of course, the inside are my own creations. And um, I currently have a face cream, a body butter, a beautiful room diffuser. And I'm just waiting for the final printing of the packaging, which will then be a hand and body lotion and a, um, a liquid soap wash, body and hand wash, and along with a room spray. So those are my products. They're busy growing organically. I'm going to add to that range. And yeah, it's called Pia Skincare. And um, I must say, I'm totally blown away with the response that I've had and how it's grown in such a short while. Well, a big congratulations to you, Pia. I think that you are a creative at heart. I saw the packaging. I thought it was so beautiful. And uh, it's wonderful that you used, you know, the lockdown time positively to recharge your creative energies because look at what a phenomenal product you've created. And certainly a fantastic legacy to leave behind is the Pia range uh, together with Kunjani Wines. And uh, it was a beautiful surprise for me to discover the product. Smells divine. I'm a great fan of room sprays. So, of course, I fiddled with it. When I, walked into my, when I walk into my office every morning, the first thing we do is light the burner with the um, um, Africology, uh, you know, drops to make everything smell nice. So I can so appreciate Oh, lovely. Well, I'm very, very pleased that you that you enjoyed them, and um, thank you for that. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure, Pia. Before we say goodbye to you, would you tell us what is the joy, or what is the thing that you enjoy the most about waking up at Kunjani? Well, I wake up every morning to um, very blessed views um, and two beautiful dogs, and... I love coming through these doors and just seeing everyone smiles. We've got such lovely staff that work for us, uh, a lot of them gentle and what have you. And and then, of course, people. I, I love people and, yeah, it fits so incredibly well, obviously, in a restaurant environment. I'm with people all the time. Um, but I really, really enjoy that about Kunjani. And then we laugh a lot. Oh, we have so many laughs at Kunjani. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Laughter is definitely um, like a bomb in a bottle, right? I mean, it's amazing. Absolutely. Applied liberally, um, and there's no dosage required. So it's definitely something to indulge in. Thank you, Jess. (laughs) Sophia, it's been an absolute delight chatting to you. We didn't get to talk about the accommodation, and maybe we should do that quickly because there's some really wonderful accommodation on the Kunjani Wine Estate. And uh, I'd love for our listeners to hear what that's like and what it comprises. Okay, lovely. Thank you. We've got, um, we've got four beautiful villas. Two of them are four sleepers and two of them are two sleepers. All of them um, are set within the vineyard. So you've got a, a, from your balcony, you literally watch over the beautiful views of the Bottleray Hills. And each cottage is very luxuriously done. So we've four stars. And um, people come out here just to, to chill and relax and have a really, really lovely 
peaceful time. That is what we, we want mostly. Um, There's self-catering, so you don't need to um, be in the restaurant at all. Um, but, of course, that is why we open seven days a week for breakfast and lunch. And um, yeah, if you don't, don't want to go out for dinner, we'll also happily put platters into, inside your villas. And, yeah, it's just a really all-round great experience. Well, we certainly enjoyed our visit to Kunjani Pia. It was wonderful to chat to you again. And I wish you and Paul all the very best. And may your wonderful love story continue amongst those beautiful vineyards at Kunjani. Oh, thank you, Janet. I look forward to, 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 to actually meeting you in person finally. I hope you come up. I know. We've had a lot of... Uh, it's like we're living uh, during COVID times, Pia. We're not seeing each other. We're just seeing each other. <laughs> So we have to correct that soon. Thank we'll you for joining you. us on oh, Jessica with Janet Pierre. All the best. Absolutely lovely. Thank you, Janet. Take care. It's a pleasure. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Our next guest this afternoon is Simone Jacobs. She came to Stellenbosch in 2004 after three years in Europe and found a job at a local booking agent where in 2020, in 2010, she met the owner of Bites and Sights, which is a food tour company, and she began selling their tours. A year later, she started working for herself, a very empowered woman, and was contracted to assist as a guide on one of the tours for Bites and Sights, and this was the start of her journey. Uh, and many, many tours later, and more responsibilities within the Bites and Sights space, Ten years later, by March 2020, she was the head guide and operations manager. And then, boom, we know what happened in March 2020, that black swan that hit us. Um, <clears throat> but joining us this morning is Simone Jacobs. Very happy to have you on the show, Simone. I've given a short introduction to our listeners about what Simone is all about. And I'd love to hear from you what happened after, after March 2020. Hi, Janet. Uh, thanks so much for, for having me. Um, yes, so March 2020 happened and didn't know what we were doing going forward. And then uh, the owner contacted me middle April and said she had a little bit of an epiphany. And I'm thinking, yes, we have an idea. We've got a plan. Um, and she said she was moving in a completely different direction. And I think I was speechless. I, I think I blacked out at that moment. And um, she basically offered uh, the company to me. Um, that is amazing. Yes. And uh, my husband and I, we talked about the pros and the cons. Um, and the end of the, the discussion, it was clear that I didn't want to let such a fantastic concept a very unique and authentic concept um, go to anybody else. I wanted to try at least from my side to see the uh, already, already growing potential of, uh, of the company, uh, see where we could take it. And it's been a, a long two years, but it's been a good two years because um, the freelance guides that I was working with, they stuck by me. Um, exceptionally motivated, they're still passionate, and uh, with their ideas, together with mine, we've created something so beautiful, building on what was left for us. 
So I'm just I'm just thinking about what you've just shared with us, Simone. It's not everybody who buys a new bu- who buys a business during COVID, and that must have taken great bravery for you to make this decision to make a foray into the tourism space at a time when we were experiencing extreme challenges. Do you think that it was a moment of madness or do you think that you made a good investment? I think it's a bit of both. <laughs> I'm so pleased to hear you say that. Because you I had absolute confidence, then I would have been convinced that you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> No, so, I, I love, I, yeah, I love people, and I, um, I knew at some point we were we were going to get out of this, but I, I had to, in the back of my mind, get my CV ready for in case we didn't get out of this dark cloud. For sure. And I realized that my CV was still on a hard drive or a flippy, a hard disk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't want to use it. No. Of course, of course. I don't think you would have found a computer that was compatible with the. Mm-hmm. A stiffy drive, so you had to just delete. Um, very interesting, Simone. Now the actual experience—it's—it's um, it's a gastronomic tour, right? Yes. The whole idea behind our experiences is walking in the heart of Stellenbosch. I mean, Stellenbosch is known for the wine country, for the estates, but it's amazing how few people know what actually goes on in the town itself and what is available in the town itself. And that's what we show, is concentrating on the hidden gems, the privately owned uh, little foodie uh, uh, cuisine stops and um, exposing them um, in a very good way to our guests, local and international. And in doing so, they get more, freak, uh, more feet coming in, um, more exposure, Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, more guests uh, in that way. Now, Simone, I see that you speak three languages, English, Afrikaans, and German. Is Germany a big market for you? Uh, they were uh, pre-COVID. They're starting to come through now again. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely the biggest markets at the moment um, are the Dutch, the Flemish, uh, Americans, and um, oddly enough, other countries uh, are coming through. Uh, we have a Spanish group coming on the weekend. Um, we have some French guests coming. So it, it's an eclectic array of, of uh, cultures coming, coming to our shores, which we're very excited sounds about. Sounds amazing. It sounds amazing, Simone. And what would a typical experience be? How big, how many people would you take on the tour? And what can they hope to experience if they joined your tour? Um, The short version is uh, we eat, drink and uh, burn calories as we walk. So I like it. At least you're offsetting your calorie footprint. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if uh, and if the walking doesn't help, the alcohol burns the rest of the calories. So promise. <laughs> Is that a promise? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but no, we take a um, if we have nobody scheduled um, on a, a, a scheduled tour, we require a minimum of two people. Uh, we go to as big as eight people if they do not know each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have um, been able to accommodate larger groups, up to about 60 people, but then we break them into smaller groups. Um, the whole aim 
is to still make the experience personal. Um, we look in each one of our guests' eyes so that we can relay the stories. We make sure that they hear us, understand us, and just that they get that one-on-one uh, -on -one experience uh, with us. So our groups, we try to keep them nice and comfortable, but also the footpaths in Stellenbosch are quite narrow. Um, our restaurants are quite small. So we make mm -hmm. sure to keep them in mind when we book our groups. Yeah. Wonderful. So I'm hearing French and German and Spanish guests. Do they get a typical South African plate or is it diverse? What is the actual experiences you know, the places that you stop at, What, where would you stop typically? So for our first-time visitors, we highly recommend our classic Cape cuisine experience, and that delves into our South African culture. All those brilliant international influences that have made us who we are today, but with our own little stamp, our own little twist. Mm -hmm. So we have a traditional tea pairing with three teas that are beautifully paired with three traditional desserts, like a milk tart, a tipsy tart, uh, a.k.a. brandy tart. Yes. And a peppermint crisp tart, which takes you back to your childhood. Um, we then go and do a, a, a roosterbrot with wine. And the roosterbrot has got uh, fantastical ingredients on it um, that have been given uh, political um, figures, uh, their, their names, uh, political names. Um, uh, ones that we love and admire. For example, uh, one Rosebrot is called Amadiba. And, oh, that is so interesting. And the other Rosebrot is our Desmond Tutu for the vegetarians. Ah, wonderful. So Just lovely. Wholesome, two wholesome uh, men and two wholesome breads from the sounds of it. Exactly. And, um, and obviously a tour in South Africa is not a tour without some baburti. Uh, we have that for lunch, together with uh, a fish cake, uh, sweet potatoes, and butter chicken curry as well, with a pompadom, all freshly made for our guests. It sounds wonderful. And what are the other tours on offer, Simone? So this is the classic, this is the starter version. What oh, if yeah. I was a, a well-established gourmand who walks around all over the world doing these tours, mm -hmm. what would you offer me? We have then the perfect tour, which is called our Foodies on Foot experience. And the idea there is celebrating our food artists, our street artists, and our refreshment artists. So we go to the handmade locations, uh, everything that's locally sourced, um, sustainable produce that's made, and the stories behind uh, the chefs and uh, their products. Uh, the guests learn more, so the food just um, it entices them. The flavors um, just engulf them, and um, they fall deeper in love, not just with the food, but with the town itself, um, because they cannot find it anywhere else in the world. It only is found in Stellenbosch. And together with that, the art that lines the streets, our phenomenal uh, creativity sure. um, that's there, it's just uh, an abundance of just lackerness, if you can call it that. <laughs> I think you get that word, lackerness. <laughs> lackerness. <laughs> you can't quite explain it, but yes, we get it. We've got to be something to, to, to get to it. to to experience it. But I mean, yes. uh, we love it. Sounds wonderful. So, Simone, how do people get to know about you? Is it through referral? Because it's quite specialized, but 
so amazing to to hear that you've created this you know bespoke offering which is really quite special how do people find out about bites and sites well a lot of uh, guests come via agents who are um, locally stationed or internationally stationed uh, they can go through our website uh, we're very active on our social media uh, our facebook and our instagram um, and also word of mouth a lot of accommodations in Stellenbosch uh, support us wholeheartedly uh, visit Stellenbosch uh, the tourism hubbub um, they are avid supporters and whenever they get a chance um, they promote us uh, because they know we've been around for for over 12 years and um, we are ambassadors of our town um, of Cape Town of South Africa and uh, we want people to experience um, a typical day in the heart of the Winelands and um, because we believe our, pas our products so passionately that um, spills over to everyone else and they see this genuine authentic um, atmosphere which they want to experience as well so it's all matters of advertisement people can just uh, just get in touch please in touch. It Very sounds nice. fabulous, Simone, <laughs> and it's certainly the first time that I have heard about Bites and Sights, and we will be sure to recommend this very interesting product offering as we engage with tourists that are coming in from other countries. I really think it is, you know, um, many years ago, I was part of a delegation that went to the Smithsonian. I'm a fellow of the Smithsonian, and in my first trip there, <clears throat> we went to the Foodways Festival and, you know, it just celebrated the food. Um, so on the National Mall, from one end to the other, all you had to do was to sample and experience the food and hear the stories behind. And I was so struck. I'm talking about, gosh, in the 90s, Simone, uh, yeah. like late 90s and i thought to myself you know there are so many interesting stories behind our food and as, as south africans we don't quite add the narrative behind what it is that we prepare with so much love and care and here's a whole festival of food i'm definitely going to send you the link to the the smithsonian food waste festival oh that'll be fantastic and we feel that's how we want to connect Yes, it's a great way of learning about people and the traditions that are passed on from generation to generation. And um, a great way to experience a country is through its food. Of course, now with, you know, the food tours in Italy, etc., it's something that's so known, but certainly not so known in South Africa. So thank you for exposing the international guests to this fantastic service offering called Bites and Sights, Simone. No, definitely. No, it's a, it's a pleasure and we, we hope to, to keep on with it. I mean, um, another one of our products is our township uh, tour, which takes a walk in uh, Kai Mandi for about an hour and a half, and then they go and have a traditional Koza meal at a family home. That is also mm -hmm. such a beautiful and humbling experience that locals will enjoy Absolutely. it as well. So we really have something for everyone. Ages from six months old all the way to 90 years old. We've had them all and we've been able to accommodate quite comfortably. That's wonderful. Simone, I, I really love your tenacity. I love that you created um, 
you know, you created something new because you would have had to go and rehash and rework some of the concepts. You really started a new business because every one of us that has survived COVID and uh, the lockdowns, etc., had to relook and re imagine our businesses and you seem to have done a phenomenal job i'm hearing germany i'm hearing spain and france and it's so wonderful to hear that internationals are coming to experience a product offering in the heart of stellenbosch my thank you so so much now we're very proud and we're um i don't say that we're a team we're a family and uh, we love what we do and uh, we love walking the streets with uh, a bright red apron um so we paint the town red every time we're in the streets. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, isn't that just a testimony to that great tenacity, Simone? It's it's bold and it's out there and it's saying, here we are. We are bites and sounds. Come and experience us. Simone, it's been most entertaining chatting to you. Before we depart, um, can you just tell our listeners what would be the unique thing that you love most about being bites and sounds? The best is the relationships that we've built up with our uh, tasting venues, our restaurants. Um, that is that truly stands out. Um, when in COVID, when a lot of us were were closed, um, we were down, we were demotivated. Um, we we were contact, contacting each other, making sure that we were okay. Um, and that's the test of time. I mean, still today, if they don't see us for a couple of days, they actually reach out and say, are you guys okay? Are you, are you coming around? Um, so that's it's the relationships that we've built up um, and what they're able to create and spoil us and the, the guests with, um, that, that's really unique and special that I feel for, that we have here in Bites and Sides. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Simone Jacobs, on Jet Setting with Janet, Bites and Sides a very unique experience exposing local and international guests to all things foodways that one can experience in the heart of Stellenbosch. It's been an absolute delight, Simone. All the best with Bites and Sights. Thanks so much, Janet. Have an awesome day. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Are you looking for a highly professional established vehicle rental service and shuttle service where client satisfaction is a priority? Look no further. MLT Car Hire is committed to delivering quality low mileage vehicles to suit your budget. MLT Car Hire also specializes in mini and long leases for individuals and corporates as well as staff transport and airport transfers with offices at the airport and in the Helderberg area. We are proud members of SATSA, Fedhasa and Cape Town Tourism. MLT Car Hire delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to MLT Car Hire and Tours for our full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook.